know that you can live a life of peace, but it requires you to manage your mind in your thought life. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Life is Jesus Christ with Sean Paul. Make sure you subscribe to stay connected. We pray your life in Christ be supercharged with today's message. Hello, Sean Paul here with Life is Jesus Christ. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, we're going to continue talking about managing your mind. This, to me, is one of my favorite messages to minister on because I believe that God has really taught me so much over the years on how to manage my thought life and manage my mind. And I will tell you this, I live a very disciplined life as far as my thought life. I'm not trying to boast or brag on myself. I just know that where I used to be at as far as where I allow worry, anxiety to rise up in my heart, and now I just put a stop to it because it just comes down to managing my thought life, captivating thoughts that have nothing to do, uh, have no business being in my mind, and I just put a stop to them immediately. And I just noticed that over the years, by doing that, I just live this life of peace. I just don't even really just be very honest with you. I don't even worry about anything. I don't even, I, I just obsessively don't worry about stuff. I don't allow myself to go into anxiety. I don't allow myself to go into depression. I just don't live there anymore. It's not a part of my life. It's not a part of who I am. So that's why I'm so passionate about this message because I believe that you can live this life of peace. You can live this life of peace and tranquility and just uh, have this uh, mind to where it's just focused on God and you just have total peace and you don't have to go down the roads as far as depression and anxiety and so forth. Well, this is part three. Um, we're going to continue on in this message. And uh, where we left off is about perfect peace. Uh, Isaiah 26, 3 says this, You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. See, to me, that's probably the the, the key of this scripture. All thoughts are fixed on you. See, that's what we got to do is we got to keep our thoughts fixed on God. And you might say, well, Sean, I've got to work. I've got to be a father or mother or whatever it may be. Yes, I understand that. But see, to me, uh, yes, even though when I am being a husband, I mean, I'm not a, I'm a father, but my, my children are growing. I'm a grandfather. They're growing. They're out of the house and so forth. But while I'm living my life, I can still think of God. I can still think of God in such a way that everything lines up with the word. My whole life lines up with the word and what I do, the decisions I make, where I go. Um, it's just all lines up with God's word. And, and some might say, well, you're just too obsessive. You're just, you know, you're one of these Jesus freaks. Yep, I am one of these Jesus freaks. And yes, I am obsessive about my relationship with God. I'm obsessive uh, as far as spending time with him, reading his word, being obedient to his word, uh, following his plan and purpose for my life. Yeah, I'm obsessive. And guess what? I live this amazing, peaceful life. So I guess I'm going to keep on doing what I'm doing because I enjoy what I'm doing as far as living this amazing life that I have in God. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say that I don't have problems. I'm not going to say that I don't have situations arise or circumstances that uh, arise in my life because they do. I live in the same world that you're living in, but I believe that I head off on, I head off a lot of potential issues in my life because I am just obsessive in serving God. I'm obsessive in chasing after him and making him number one and first in my life. So if you're listening to me, I encourage you to do the same because it's well, well worth it. Amen. So, you know, let's go on. It says, manage your thought, uh, thought life and imaginations. Those are the things that we need to be doing. We need to be 
considering the thoughts that we're allowing to mull over in our minds, and I know I've covered this in part one and part two, but we just got to consistently, constantly be uh, considering what we have in our mind. What is going on between the two ears? What are we allowing ourselves to think about? You know, and, and I just think in my mind, or in my life at least, when I allow myself to think about things that are not of God, it just causes too many issues. It causes too many problems. Like, for example, I was reading something here this morning on Facebook. I'm a part of this one group. Um, it's it's a technology group, so to speak. And this guy jumped on there and started spewing about the customer service and so forth and so forth. And I just really kind of felt like in my mind, this is just really not the place for it. Why don't you contact the company itself? Yes, this group is from the company, and it's a place that we can all kind of go and collectively talk about the technology and how we're using it and so forth and so forth. But spewing, you know, exaggerated stuff, comments, uh, and making things salacious is just really not the place to be doing it. And I just didn't even really want to be involved in the conversation. So it's just like, it's just like when you when you get involved in things that you really shouldn't be getting involved in, it just taxes your mind. It takes too much of your time. It's just like commenting on on people's Facebook posts and and you, you know just kind of saying, well, you know, I would have done it this way or done it that way. What's the purpose of even doing it? You know, that's kind of how I look at it. Why even comment? Because you know they're going to comment back. They're going to say something nasty. It's going to fire you up. You're going to want to comment back. And, and yes, I used to do this, and, and I'm not saying that I'm perfect, and I'm not saying I don't ever do it again, but I just really don't even want to be involved in it because, you know, my wife's like, oh, you know, because she'll ask me a question like, you know, hey, what about this, or what are we going to have for dinner tonight? And I, I'm like obsessively typing on my phone, and she's like, oh, you're in one of those conversations. So it's just like I don't even want to be involved in those conversations anymore because it just taxes my peace, and I want to guard my peace. I want to protect my peace. I want to live in peace. I want to be obsessive in living in peace because when I do, it just, life is, you know, uh, you know, in Spanish, they say tranquilo, you know, it's just calm. It's tranquilo. It's peaceful. And that's the kind of life that I want to live. And I would hope you want to do the same thing. You know, and I know I already talked about it part two, but I'm going to say it again. You know, the good saying, uh, garbage in, garbage out, glory in, glory out. You know, to me, I just want to just just capitalize on glory in, glory out. You know, reading the Word of God consistently, constantly. You know, having the Word of God before you. You know, and again, I'm not sharing about these things to brag to you and tell you how great I am. I'm just telling you my life and how I practice in my life. You know, it's like this morning. I got up at four in the morning. I love getting up early. Uh, it's just my nature. It's my body. It's just it just gets up, and and I'm just like, okay, dude, you're laying here. You're like trying to get back to sleep. There's no sense in trying to sleep. You just might as well get up. And so, really, the first thing that I like to do is I just like to go to the Word. I like I like to chew on the Word for a while because it just helps me prepare for the day. It just helps me prepare for just being the the person that I am as far as the work that I do for the kingdom of God. And so then, you know, worship music, you know, uh, when I, when I work on the computer, I've got these on, you know, I, I don't like being distracted. So I got those on, I've got worship music playing, you know, as far as like television, you know, if you look at my television that I watch, uh, you'd probably say, dude, you're boring. Well, I might be boring to you, but I like watching home improvement shows. 
I like watching, uh, like right now I'm watching, uh, you know, international house hunters, you know, how innocent can, how horrible can that be? You know, it's just an innocent show. You know, I like watching, uh, flea market flip. It's an older show where they, uh, flip, uh, old things that they buy and, and, and they fix them up and then sell them in the uh, flea market. It's kind of like a competition. So I'm just saying, I just watch stuff that doesn't try to, that, that does not pollute my mind. Because again, I just know garbage in, garbage out, you know, and then good, wholesome conversation. You know, I've just, I don't want no gossip. I don't want to be around gossip. I, if you're talking about other people, just get away from me because I'm not going to be a part of this conversation and just other things. You know, I just, you know, if you're telling uh, jokes, you know, that's, that's, you know, just borderline, you know, really ungodly stuff. I don't even want to hear it. Just. I just, that's just the type of life I live. So, you know, again, I'm just saying all this stuff to encourage you to say, hey, wait a minute, you know, maybe these are a few little things that I need to tweak over here. That's what about life, that's what life is about, is tweaking, tweaking constantly, consistently, tweaking, making changes to where all we're doing is perfecting our lives and and also bettering our relationship with God. Because I just believe that as we tweak and we change and we bring more glory into our lives, more presence of God in our lives, it's just going to just magnify our relationship with the Lord. I'm in, you know, so, you know, you can literally get your mind to stay on God. You know, that's really what we need to do. And that's what I'm talking about. You know, um, you know, all it's going to do is just bring more joy, peace and power in your life. I'm in. So, you know, if you keep your imagination stayed on him, you're going to keep your life in a place of perfect peace. And that's really kind of what we need to be doing. That's how I live my life. That's what I chase after. That's what I focus on. That's how the Lord leads me because I follow the peace. I, I truly constantly just look after the peace. Anything and everything that I uh, try to make a decision in doing, I just follow peace. As I follow peace, God leads me and guides me into this into this path that he has for my life any decisions i'm making as far as whether it's it's purchases it's it's you know uh, uh plans as far as where i'm going as far as ministry work you know it's just like for example we haven't taken a vacation in five years and so my wife and i we have to exit the country as far as guatemala to renew our visa so we're going to go to el salvador and we have a mission team there so we're like hey why don't we just take a vacation you know, why don't we do a four-day vacation, just kind of get away? So even in that, picking the place that we were going to stay at, we follow the peace. We look for the peace. We allow, we discern the Spirit of God speaking to us and giving us the peace and the decision that we're making, jumped on this all-inclusive place, and now we just have massive peace. I have said to my wife over and over and over, man, I cannot wait to get on vacation. I cannot wait to get on vacation. It's just the peace of God that's flooding in my heart. And why? It's because we just follow peace in everything that we do. So let's go ahead and continue on. It says inner images. So what are the inner images that you have in your mind of who you are? I mean, so let's go ahead and look at this. Proverbs 23, uh, 7 says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. So see, whatever you think in your heart. So again, we're talking about managing our mind. You have to manage your mind and who you are, how you view yourself. and How do you think of yourself? You know, yes, some people would probably be arrogantly thinking of themselves. They might be boastfully thinking of themselves. We're not talking about that. We're talking about having a humble heart and who you are 
and and allowing to line up with the Word of God and and what does the Word of God say who you are? Who does God say who you are? That's really what the critical component is here. Uh, Proverbs 4.23 says, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. So see, you know, people could be saying, oh, you're just so dumb, or, uh, you know, you'll never get it, or you'll never accomplish anything, or you'll never go anywhere. You know, people are infamous for saying horrible, nasty things to people. But are you going to allow that to determine who you are, or are you going to allow God and his word to determine who you are? And that's really the critical component here. We got to allow God to determine who we are, and we got to think on that and not allow the world to tell us who we are. I got this really cool story to tell you. Um, I thought this was absolutely amazing. So there was a student that was failing in high school, just absolutely, uh, you know, failing all grades. Uh, he was being raised by a single mother. Nothing, you know, the, the has nothing to do with that. Uh, for all you single mothers out there, I know you're championing great children, uh, but I'm just saying this is his story. So um, he did not have a father in his home, um, and so his mother kept on bothering about taking the SAT test. Uh, she wanted him to take it because she wanted him to go to college. Even though he was failing, she wanted him to go to college. Great, awesome mother, just uh, promoting and encouraging his child. And so the max points on the SAT test uh, and I've never taken the SAT test, but the max points from what I have understand from this story is 1600 points. Well, he gets 1480. So, you know, it's a very hard test from what I understand. And so he goes home, tells his mother that he got 1480. His mother swears up and down that he cheated on this test. And again, this is his story. Um, I actually took notes on this story as I listened to it. Um, and so, uh, uh, so he swore up and down to his mother. He did not cheat. Um, uh, you know, he, he, uh, uh, promised her he didn't cheat. He just took the test. He did the best he could. And he came out with 1480. So that really shook him. And he said, you know what? I decided to really take school seriously because maybe I'm smarter than I thought it was. So he ends up going to a prestigious college as well. Uh, because of uh, him taking his school seriously and because of this uh, SAT score. Um, so he gets a, a letter in the mail from Princeton, um, New Jersey, 12 years later. And uh, they said that the SAT board periodically scrubs their past tests to make sure that they're being scored properly. And unfortunately, he did not get the 1480 that he thought he did. So during the, the year that he took the test, he was uh, one of the 13 who got the score actually wrong. So instead of getting the 1480, his real score was 740. So obviously he didn't do real well on the test. But the thing but is, his whole entire life changed because, because he thought he got the 1480. So he acted like he got the 1480. So that's how he buckled down and changed his attitude towards school. And so see, his whole entire life, he thought he was a 1480 and he lived like a 1480. And as a result of that, he became an executive of a magazine company and become very, very prosperous in life. So see, what I'm trying to say is, is what, what are you thinking of yourself? What kind of imagination do you have in your mind? Now, again, imagination 
is, you know, imaginations we can think of imagine like like I'm an imagining that I'm going on vacation. I'm imagining that I'm walking on the beach. I'm an imagining that that I'm going to, uh, you know, eat really, some really good meals. And I'm imagining that I'm going to uh, relax in our hotel room. See, those are good, healthy imaginations. Obviously, there's bad imaginations. There's bad imaginations in the sense that you are thinking that you are somebody that you're not, you know, but God imagining imagine Abraham to be a father of, uh, of, of many nations, you know? So see, there's good imaginations and there's bad imaginations. So to me is what are you imagining of yourself? Are you seeing yourself being uh, victorious in life? Are you seeing yourself having the peace of God? Are you seeing yourself being blessed of God? Are you seeing yourself getting a better job? Are you seeing yourself doing works for the kingdom of God? Are you seeing yourself giving large sums of money into the kingdom of God? See, those are good, healthy imaginations. So what are you imagining? Or are you imagining I'm a loser like my mom has told me that I am? I'm a loser like my father told me that I am. I am not going to accomplish anything in life because that's who my what my teacher told me. You know, there's so many things that we can imagine of ourselves that are either going to be positive or negative. So see, that's what you have to do is you have to force yourself to imagine properly of who you are in Christ Jesus. So again, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 23, 7. So see, it's very, very important that you analyze and look at your life and seeing how you are imagining. Amen? So what are some imaginations that we can look at? For me, these are some things that I look at in my life, so hopefully I can encourage you to do the same. Amen? So the Lord supplies all my needs, Philippians 4.19, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I mean, so just telling you, me as a person, you cannot convince me that God won't supply my needs because I've been doing this for 32 years. He has never failed me. I've said this over and over on the podcast uh, that God has never failed me and he never will fail me. I'm in, you know, it's just like the other day, um, you know, I live in a community that we have to pay uh, the community. Uh, I, I don't remember what it's called, like HOA fees, so to speak. Uh, so I have to pay that every month and I pay my bills every single month. There's only been one time in my entire adult life that I've been late past 30 days. One time. Other than that, I've always paid my bills and that late payment was not my fault. It was somebody else's fault. <coughs> my wife, <coughs> you know, just saying that jokingly, but uh, but it is the truth. Uh, so she was she was late on that payment, but I have never been late in my entire life. And so anyway, they marked my receipt wrong last time, and it was like two months back. I'm like, what is this? You know, there's no way. So I went and got my receipts, and sure enough, I was paid up on time. And so you know. In a righteous way, I kind of wanted to go to the office and kind of say, hey, I have never been late in my life. You don't need to question whether I'm paying my bills on time. But I didn't say anything to him because I thought that sounded a little arrogant. But that's who I am. I know that I know that I know that I know that God is always going to supply my needs. I never have to be concerned about ever paying my bills on time. But now bear in mind, I will say this. I am not one that goes out and stretches myself beyond limits. I don't go out there and uh, stretch myself in credit card debt and things like that. Not bragging on myself. I'm just saying that's who I am as a person. So 
I just feel in my heart that as I'm a good steward of my finances, God is able to supply all my needs and I'm able to meet all obligations, you know? Uh, so, so that's just something that I know in my heart. That's the imagination that I have in my mind that God supplies all my needs. I'm in. So, um, you know, I don't have to see it any other way. I don't choose to see it any other way. Yes, years ago, that would war in my mind. I would be concerned. Can I pay my bills? Am I going to be late? It, you know, uh, you know, I used to own a construction company. I'd be concerned about not having the right amount of work for my employees, so forth and so forth. But I can say this now, after living those years of owning the companies, being a missionary on the field, having various other types of businesses, seeing that God has never failed me, I just have that imprinted in my mind that God shall and will and always supply all my needs. I'm in. Next one, uh, I can do all things. So are you going to have this type of attitude or this image in your mind? I can do all things. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Again, this is just who I am. I'm explaining to you who I am. I am. This is the type of person I am. I just feel in my heart that if God has given me something to do, he, is, he has told me this is a mandate I'm placing on your life. That I know 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 that I can do it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's just like, you know, just various things that I feel like God has told me to do, to, to, to do for ministry. I may not be exactly aware of how I can do it. I can promise you this, that I know in my mind that I pray to God. I pray to the Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit, you need to show me how to do this. You need to help me to do this. Uh, you need to help me put this together. I need your wisdom and insight. And sure enough, in time, like a bulldog, chewing on that bone, not letting it go, God has shown me the way. He's given me the strength. He's allowed me to get the, whatever it may be done accomplished. So see, that's just another image I have in my mind. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm in. So next one, uh, press down, shaking together. Uh, Luke 6, 38 says this, give and it shall be given unto you. Uh, good measure, press down, shaking together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet with, with it shall be measured to you again. So see, this is another one of my attitudes that I have. I'm a missionary. We live on partners. We live on people that partner with us financially to help us be in the mission field to accomplish what God has called us to do. So see, to me, I just look like this. I look for any and every opportunity that I can give back into the kingdom of God because I know when I give it back into the kingdom of God, it shall be given right back unto me. I'm in. So, you know, I look for opportunities. I look, I check in my heart. I see people in need. I, I go to give the, to those people in need. I say, God, is this someone you want me to give give to? And, and I always examine and check with God uh, whether I am to give to this person or not. And if I feel the peace in my heart to give, I give. And I just know as I give, I know that God is going to give back to me. God is going to give more than, than what I give. God is a good God. You cannot outgive God. It's absolutely impossible. Yes, I believe in wisdom. I believe in using wisdom as we give. But I'm just telling you, there's people in my life, there's ministers of the gospel in my life, there are massive givers, and I see that God constantly gives back to them. 
I applied the same things into my life and I've seen God give back abundantly into my life. So my wife and I are blessed. We're blessed in the mission field. We're, we live blessed lives. And again, I'm not, you know, I, 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 I'm not saying that I, you know, have this big mansion. No, I live in an older home in Guatemala that we rent. We have one car, uh, one vehicle. You know, we don't have this big, massive bank account. But I'm just saying that all our needs are met. Why? Because we give into the kingdom of God. So I see God giving back to me. That's an image that I have in my mind. The Lord is my strength. Nehemiah 8.10 says, For the joy of the Lord is your strength. You know, I can see the joy of God operating in my life. You know, I saw a video the other day where this little child was sleeping and then the child woke up and the instant smile on his face and he was ready to go. That's just who I am. When I wake up in the morning, I can't wait to see what God has in store for my life. So see, that to me is just the joy of the Lord is my strength. God is my strength. And I see myself full of joy in my life. I'm in. Now, you know, again, some of you might be watching this. Some of you might be listening to this. And I might be freaking you out. You might be saying, this dude is crazy. Well, I'm telling you, this is just a life that I love living. I am just high on Jesus. I'm a Jesus freak. I'm a Jesus follower. And I just love living for the Lord. And God has done these amazing things in my life because I've just constantly, consistently pursued him, read his word, found the truths of his word. And I just believe that I'm living the truths that are outlined in the word of God for anybody to live. Amen. And then finally, uh, you know, a couple more. Uh, I walk in divine health. First Peter 2.24 says, who is uh, who his own self bear our sins in his body on the tree uh, that we being dead to sin should live under righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. I'm in. So I see myself health, uh, walk into divine health. I see myself whole. I see myself healed. It's just like the, uh, I was just taking a shower. I had this uh, headache and I don't get headaches often. And I just said, headache in the name of Jesus, I bind you. I command you to stop right now. Cease and desist in the name of Jesus. You shall not exist in my uh, in my head. And and it was just like after the shower, I got ready. I went for a walk. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. That headache, I don't even remember. I, I, I don't even remember it existing anytime after I prayed that prayer. See, that's the type of life I live. I see myself whole. I expect to see myself whole because God's word has promised it. Amen. And then so just uh, let's look at right here. These signs shall follow. Mark 16, 17, 18 said, And these signs shall follow them who believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak uh, with new tongues. They shall take up ser serpents. And if they uh, drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. See, I see myself preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. I see me uh, using various formats to broadcast this message of Jesus Christ. And you know what's interesting? This message I wrote years ago. I'm ministering this message years ago when I didn't have the opportunities that I have now. And I am ministering the gospel around the world. I am using video. I am using radio. I am using broadcast uh, podcasts. So glory to God. There you go image in my mind of seeing who I am and where I'm going for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, you know, there's a few more things that we could share about, uh, but we're, we we don't have the time. We need to close. 
But let's just go ahead and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just praise you and thank you for those that are listening. I praise you and thank you that you're moving on their lives, helping them to, to imagine properly, to manage your mind properly, to have uh, proper thoughts in their lives so they can be victorious. They can see themselves. They can see you working in their lives, Father God. So I just thank you that you're, you're moving in their lives now in Jesus' name. And, and I pray for anybody that's watching this right now. I pray for you that if you don't know the Lord, you just pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, I just invite your son Jesus into my heart for him to be Lord of my life. I ask for you to forgive me of my sins. Help me become the man or woman of God that you call me to be. Help me find the church that you want me to be a part of, the place for me to go and serve you, Father God. Thank you, Father God, that I am now a new creature in Christ Jesus, and I am re I am saved. I have eternal life. And thank you, Lord, for sending your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for watching. Stay tuned. We have a lot more coming from Life of Jesus Christ. Bye-bye. This is Sean Paul here, and I just want to thank you so much for tuning in. My heart is that you find the life Jesus Christ has for you, that you truly become fulfilled in Him. And make sure you subscribe and stay tuned because we have a lot more coming. God bless you.